Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. I'm Nick. And I'm Femi. We're both experienced mental health clinicians, and we're going to be your hosts today. That's it. And this is going to be far from a clinical experience. Mm-hmm. Think of it more as an open and honest coffee date with a couple of your best mates. Exactly. And I hope that I'm your best mate, but we can have Nick there too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll delve into some super relevant topics. Modern day mental health, and where you can get some insight from experts, people who've lived it, and also we can get a little bit of our knowledge too. So please, kick back, relax, continue your daily commute, cleaning, or whatever it is that you're doing, and enjoy this episode of the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. What's going on? As you can see, this is season two. We've got new sounds, uh, new guests. Same Nick. And same Femi. Facts. We don't change, baby. <laughs> we, don't change. we don't change, baby. Ooh, Whoa, that was awful. <laughs> All right. So now we've got a special guest here. Uh, in, in season two, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to go straight into it. Very serious. Yeah. Very it's going to be an incredibly serious podcast. 100%. Um, yeah, man. Just no laughs. No laughs. If you're here to laugh. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Go on Comedy Central, man. Yeah. Like, this is not the one for you. Just kidding. Psych. It's the same it. old thing, but now we've got a very special guest, Miss um, Beck, counselling with Beck. How are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Happy, what day are we? Wednesday. It is the yeah, Wednesday. it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday day of recording. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a, a good chat. I think that we're going to go through a lot of things that are really relevant to people because you, well, I won't introduce yourself for you. I want you tell us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, and then we can get stuck into it. Okay, so my name's Rebecca or Beck. Yeah. The one's good for me. Um, <laughs> I have made up a company called Counseling and Wellbeing by Rebecca. Um, came over to Australia in 2003. Still can't shift this funny accent that I've got. <laughs> <but> hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I've, been, I've been counseling since um, last year, did my studies a couple of years ago. Awesome. But really just wanted to find my, I guess, my proper life path, which is helping people yeah 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 awesome 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 and i know that from us doing a little bit of research that your approach and your style to count counting is a bit holistic so yeah. give us like a bit of a rundown of what made you what made you want to actually deep dive into firstly counseling and what made you feel like the holistic approach was the best way to go with counseling okay so i've all always had um a real interest in mental health and physical health, I guess. I lost my husband to suicide, it's about nine and a half years ago. Um, and then I had a really significant um, head injury about five years ago. And after that time, I was really helped um, through my situation with a lot of really great professionals. I was really lucky. Um, I know whether the planets lined up really well, but I was taken care of brilliantly. Um, and I guess just having the understanding to, when you've had some big things which have happened to you in your life and you can feel a bit naff mm. that we do, even though we don't realise it at the time, that we do all have the capacity to feel better and that you don't always know what's around the corner. You know, there, there's awful things that can happen in life, but there's also really wonderful things that can happen. Yeah. So I'm getting a bit emotional, but no, you, you just yeah. don't know what's going to be around the corner. Yeah. So there are really good things there. And it's just remembering that tomorrow is another day. Yeah. And mental health 
I think people seem to, there's a bit of a disconnect with how they think it is. We seem to think that we've got this brain in our head and that we're walking around you know, with our body and then we've got our brain. So we think, you know, mental illness, it's just to do with our head. Mm. But it's not just about that. We need to really think about what's going on with what we're putting in our mouth, you know, what we're eating, how we're sleeping, mm. all manner of, of things, you know, whether we're exercising. I know that when you're depressed and what have you, you don't feel like doing it, but sometimes all it is is just putting on a pair of shoes and, and yeah, getting exactly. out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like like you said, a lot of people don't realise the connection between body and mind, right? Yeah. So what was there a particular event or circumstance or time or trigger point where you're like, hmm, these two make sense together because I think that's incredibly insightful. And the reason why most people don't actually see it is because there's not much information or awareness being put out there. So what was the point or the turning point that made you think, okay, well, mental health is a lot more than just, you know, pills and therapy. There's a lot more to it. So um, what made you get to that point? Um, I think for me, I've obviously spent a lot of time sitting in front of doctors and I used to do a fair bit of research on not Dr. Google, but proper reputable sites, mm. you know, government um, sites or uh, what is it, the Mayo Clinic and things like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So really digging into um, thinking about not just your mental health, but exercise and what you're eating. And, and so much so that my doctor ended up saying that you should have just studied to be a doctor because mm. <laughs> I would go in there and talk to stuff and he'd say, okay, well, how do you know that? Well, because I looked on so-and-so site. Yeah. So I started linking the two together. And, and I think when, um, I, you're right, a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to just be thinking that it is a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. But they, they, there's this disconnect between the head and the body. Mm. But our head is in our body. Yeah. So, of course, you know, if you're, you're eating junk food, if you're drinking heaps of alcohol, if you're doing the occasional drug party stuff on the weekend, whatever that it never. is, of course. Yeah. We would never do that. <laughs> party drugs? What's that? Can you elaborate? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could put like, actually, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Alcohol? <laughs> I drink what? H2O. Only H2O. <laughs> um, also, I've got like a, an underactive thyroid, so that can affect your mental health. So yeah. people, can, people can just think, okay, I've got depression or anxiety, when it can be that you're depleted in iron or your B12 yeah. Yeah. levels are low or your vitamin D levels are low, yeah. mm. be things like that. So we think that, or we can think that we've just got anxiety when there actually can be physical things that are going yeah. on. Yeah, and that's uh, the thing. That's, oh, go on. Sorry, Nicholas. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say quickly, I think that that's really interesting about mental health in general is that it's, it's, it's highly complex mm. and it's something that's like, it's... I think that like, not to simplify any other area of medicine or anything, but in terms of like, it can be more tangible and direct pathways can make sense in terms of, let's say, if you have a broken arm, right? Okay, there was a trauma that caused that broken arm to happen. But with mental health, there's so many more factors because of how the fragility of our mind. Yeah. And I don't think people actually realize just how 
sensitive the brain is and just just and the whole kind of interaction within the the body that it plays so i think that's a really interesting perspective that you've put yeah, out there for sure for sure and even like what you were saying about it being like a super complex system it's really really important for people to understand that it's very individualistic as well to them so because you were talking about like going on google and i think a lot of people especially when it comes to mental health that they they take a few more additional steps before they go and approach like a health professional or anything to talk about their mental health and that's obviously due to like stigma and shame guilt whatever they feel about it and I think that you raised a good point because when you'd go on Google it's so quick to say oh you're feeling low you're feeling all these characteristics in terms of your behavior so you're depressed and then I'm going to be like yep mm. I'm depressed but then it's as simple as you just saying oh maybe it's just your iron levels are low like a lot of people would actually don't make that connection and I think it's so so important mm. that we really emphasize the importance of like our physical and really understand what's going on somatically before we actually start delving into as deep with our mental health yeah, and understand that, it is, like you said, it is personal. Like yeah. somebody's situation is not your situation. Exactly. And just because it might look as though I can relate to those things, there might be something else completely, completely. different in your life yeah. that is making it completely contextually different. Exactly. So I think it's really important that whenever you're going through these things, look, don't ask your mate. Don't ask your mate. Yeah. Like, find out for yourself, exactly. right? Like, you don't want to be going around thinking, you know, this false sense of security or adding in additional anxiety to yourself because you think that you're broken, whatever you want to call it or whatever. Mm. And in actuality, there's a, there's possibly a much simpler um, reason. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and also when I'm seeing clients too, a lot of the time I say to people, I'm really looking at their, their sleep, their habits that they've got um, and talking to them and saying, have you actually been to your doctor and had a full blood count? It's so basic and really mm. we should be doing that once a year. Yeah. Just check that everything is okay because just don't know. Yeah, exactly. 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 So I wanted to ask you, since we're on the topic now of holistic health, let's define to the audience, what does holistic health actually mean to you? Okay, so holistic health to me is, again, I guess it's just thinking about our head, our brain and our body all being one. So we can't just think that there's a disconnect between the two. Mm -hmm. um, we need to think people come in and they think, okay, I'm, I'm just feeling really bad, I'm feeling really anxious, feeling really depressed. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Tell me about your sleeping habits. Yeah. Tell me what you do before you go to bed. Mm. Um, do you go to bed the same time? How is your sleep? Mm. Um, how is your eating? When do you eat? Do you stop eating? How is your breathing? Something mm. that's mm. as basic as that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we forget um, something which is complete, completely automatic with our breathing, but how we're doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, with things like meditation, which can really calm down our system. Mm. So it's looking at everything as a whole, our relationships, our work. Okay, oh, I've got anxiety. Tell me what your work life is like. Mm. Are you being bullied? Um, how are your relationships? Are you in a... <laughs> so I'm being bullied by Nick at work. <laughs> You tell us how. Can we talk about some workplace issues? Can you be our HR leader uh, from now on? Like our HR leader. Well, she was doing a mediating <laughs> exam today, and I think. Well, so you can be. Um, so she okay. can actually mediate. So let's let's just talk about just, it for just a quickly. Can I just say, how do we define workplace bullying? Because I've been abused by Nick for the past. How long have we been in business for, Nick? Three years. Uh, 
Three, three and a half years, four years, maybe. I don't know. So we need to have a conversation off here, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. So if this you are a victim, look at this guy playing. If oh, you're, you if, you are, if, if you are, if you are watching this right ladies now, and please gentlemen, go to if, YouTube and watch the video of how Femi. Ladies and gentlemen, don't hit me. This guy's so stupid, <laughs> <seeping>, bro. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, if you're a victim of workplace bullying, please reach out, get some help. You're not alone. I, you're not alone, and I'm. I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm with, with you. I'm, I'm in the waiting line there with you. <laughs> but anyway, but what I wanted to actually ask you, just to take a, a step back on track, is we talk a lot about like when we talk about holistic health, a lot of it talks about um, you know relationships, food, sleep. I want to talk a little bit, not in full detail, but I want to just ask you, what are your thoughts on like spirituality and in, in that role that it plays in our mental health? It's a little bit left to feel, but I was just interested. Well, that's all right. Um, I mean, I'm not particularly religious. I used to have a lot of church, you know, into me as a, a youngster. Yeah. But I, I guess I am quite spiritual now. And mm. I also am a firm believer of that if you want to um, try and manis- manifest your life a particular way or you've got goals, that you can really send out good signs of, Stuff into the wherever it's going. Mm. You know, if you if you're thinking that life is completely awful and this is never going to happen and that's going to happen, da da da, the completely going into the, and I can get it, going into the negative self talk all the mm. time. But really thinking about how you would like your life to be, um, how great things can be. So I don't know whether that is being spiritual, but. I'd like to think that there is something there which yeah. is helping us to navigate. Yeah. yeah, having a belief system is definitely, I, I think having a belief system is very, very important. Whatever it is, right? Mm. Like it might not be, it could be just as, as simple as like, I believe in myself or the universe or whatever yeah. it is. Mm. But I think that it allows us to be able to kind of have a separation between kind of like the overwhelming nature of of the world of reality and kind of be able to kind of put something else outside of our control. Cause sometimes things are just a little bit bigger than us and it becomes a little bit more difficult. Exactly. Like COVID. Exactly. I think <clears throat> like COVID is terrible. Um, but for a lot of us, it's made us realize that we just don't have control on so much that, that's happening. Exactly. And, um, you know, when you're in an ever-changing environment all the time, you, you've just got no control. Tomorrow it could be something completely different. We just don't really know what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's an understanding that really the planet that we're on, no matter what, is going to keep on turning. Yeah. Sometimes that can feel quite unfortunate when it's yeah. like that. But um, I think it makes you a bit more resilient and just mm. understanding that, okay, today something bad has happened. Um, if I've got good help and what have you, I'll be able to get through that. Mm. Um, and just understanding that hopefully one day, I guess it's that it's the hope yeah. that it will change. Hope. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really I powerful think, word. Yeah. And I think it's really good as well in the context of when people are stuck in that negative self-talk, they feel like this situation at the end at the moment is permanent. So that hope and that understanding mm-hmm. that like, you know, Today is just today. Tomorrow is a whole other day. We're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, which can obviously trigger a little bit of anxiety. But on the other side of that, we can see that there's a potential for my whole life circumstance to change. And we've seen that time and time with so many people's different lives, people that are overcoming their depression and how they feel. It all just comes from that element of hope and understanding that this is not permanent. 
what's going to happen tomorrow is going to happen tomorrow and it can be a complete different situation. And I think that's mm. a really powerful note, especially when you were talking about hope because that's mm. what's really going to help a lot of people in this recovery yeah. phase or whatever challenges they may be experiencing with their mental health. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Nick, quick question. Talk to me. Do you ever have, do you ever, have you have an example of like when you've used holistic help? Like holistic, holistic health. health. Like, oh, not even like holistic help. What I mean is like, for your own mental health yeah. and seeking like a different approach yeah. to managing your mental health. Like not like not just, you know, what people would naturally and kind of quintessentially see as mental health support. Like let's say counseling yeah, yeah, yeah. or using pills or you know, like medication or meditation or whatever. Like something a bit like different. Have you yeah. ever, have you, uh, and nice. given, yeah, do you have an example or story? Uh, that I can think Give of. me a story. It's Nick's story time. Wow, that was actually such a great intro for that. Yeah. <laughs> you asked me a question that oh, I wait, really yeah. haven't been able to adhere to this <laughs> theme with. Um, you know what? Like, when I reflect, I don't know if I've, like, the only thing that comes to mind is really when it comes back to my faith when it comes to my mental health. I don't know if that answers mm. your question, but I think that's a big part of my life because you know I believe in a higher power. And when I feel like I'm anxious or I'm feeling quite insecure with you know what's going on, I have that lack of control. Yeah. I like to have that sense of feeling that it's like, you know, this is much bigger than me. And just having that ability to surrender has really helped calm my mental state. And I yeah. think that, you know, having that mental, I mean, having that spirituality and that point of reference that you can go to has been really helpful for my mental health because I can get too stuck in my head and when I'm too stuck in my head it's not a safe place to be in so I need something where I can just release and let it go and just give it the controls of someone else so amen amen, <laughs> amen. no nah, facts I don't know though. if that was answering your question no no I feel like spirituality nice. yeah for sure like spirituality yeah, yeah, yeah. is a big part of like yourself and I think that like as we repeated or what we said earlier it's like there's so many elements and factors and parts of who what makes us, us. It's not just our arms, our legs, or even just just our body and our brain. There's our spiritual. There's, there's our culture, our um, our uh, our belief systems. There's so many things that make us us. That's not just the tangibles yeah. that are are important. What about you? Oh. See, this is why Nick doesn't press the button. This is, you know what? I'm getting bullied, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, look. You always say, Femi, why don't you let Nick touch the buttons? This is why. <laughs> this is why he can't touch the buttons. Uh, so we just moved out of a desk. You're so silly because that was actually all you. But anyways. That's crazy. Can you share your story, please? We're all listening. Yeah, yeah quick. Um, so for me, I think that like, not to repeat yours, because I really 100% agree. <laughs> I 100% agree yeah. with what you're saying. But like, just to take it on a different angle, I think that, the biggest release that is underrated and we hear it being said over and over and over and over and over again, which kind of loses its power. But I think that if we just take a second to really think about it is super important is really just physical exercise mm -hmm. and being able to get outside and sweat and really have your heart rate increasing is massively, massively beneficial for burning off the hormones, like the cocktail of hormones that we have when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're having in, like in a fight or flight, our moment it's really important to exercise it's really yeah. important just to do stuff and move so and i think that when i was going through tough times and when i've been going through stressful times a lot of the balance that's been i've been able to achieve has come through having a healthy exercise routine definitely food and sleep is so pivotal as well but like the actual act of 
you know, going out and doing boxing, going out and playing soccer, going out and just bashing Nick on a weekend. Like all that Bling. kind of... He doesn't see... <laughs> yeah. That's oh, why I'm not going to talk anymore. You guys got to witness this yourself. I'm the victim here. <laughs> Call triple zero for me. I live in Glenwood. No, but yeah. So that's basically for me. I think that physical exercise has been so so uh, pivotal. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Exercise awesome. is great. Anxiety mm. gets confused with it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know if I want to talk about it now, we're going off topic, because I know that you said at the beginning, you're like, physical activity is so, so important, but when you're depressed, you don't feel the desire mm. to do that, you don't want to move. And I was going to ask you a question about, well, how do people combat that? Because we know it's so helpful, yeah. mm. but when your mental state is telling you that you don't want to do it, it's the last thing on your mind, you're yeah. low, you're flat, mm. you're lethargic, you just want to stay in bed. Like, how do you then get the energy and the motivation to be like, you know, I'm going to go for a walk, even that's mm. the last thing I want to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really um, tricky. So mm. the way that I get around that with people that I see is thinking, I think if you say to somebody, oh, okay, you need to go out for a walk for an hour, they're just going to look at you and go, that's how? just never. Yeah. How sway? How sway? <laughs> or, or go like that, but in, internally. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's super hard. So I always say to people, okay, so go for a walk for an hour. Now I know, I know that that sounds like such a long amount of time, but it's really not. When you're outside being really mindful, looking at mm. everything, look at other people's houses, check out the garden, the cat, the birds in the sky, mm. all the beautiful nature that we've got around us. Mm. Um, jump in your car, go somewhere that you haven't been to, go for a bush walk. Um, go for a swim, making it um, less of a chore and more fun mm. rather than, oh, okay, I've just got to pop out the house, yeah. local area, if you, you know, wherever that you live isn't that great. Mm. But doing it and making it a bit fun and more like um, kind of a, a good hobby. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. That's excellent. Well, on that note, we got to pay some bills. So what we're going to do is we're going to go for a quick break and you're going to hear a word from our, our sponsors. Our sponsors. <clears throat> Us. <laughs> <laughs> we need to pay bills. So listen to the listen to the quick break and and just listen to what it tells you to do, please. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going through a tough time and you're looking for some support, maybe a podcast is not the best place for you. Yeah, exactly. And mental health can be a bit tricky and support should always be personalized. So we created the Recharge Program to do exactly that. So the Recharge Program is your one-stop shop for all things mental health support. It's an online program that allows you to have the best and most experienced clinical experts at your fingertips without the intimidating kind of setting of a clinical approach. Exactly. So this is how it works. We match you up with the best counsellor for your needs. You get one-to-one -one time with your own mental health nurse, over 200 plus minutes of content, weekly workshops with us, and guest experts in different fields such as emotional eating, anger management, addiction, and more. So usually this will cost an arm and a leg, but we've worked really hard to give you payment options for as cheap as about 30 bucks a week. So if this resonates with you, jump onto rechargewellness.com.au and click get started to talk to our team and see if this is right for you. So that's rechargewellness.com.au. So, Beck, you've obviously done and talked a lot about food and nutrition, but let's delve a little bit deeper into it. Like, why is that so important to Amitov? Like, why should anyone really care? Because I think we all know that food and eating well is generally important, but why is it so particularly important in this context? 
okay, well, they, they've now figured out that we've got a second brain in our stomach. So we can't have a disconnect thinking that what we put into our mouth, going into our stomach, isn't going to affect our other brain up there. Mm. So, you know, we, we all slip up. We're human. Even I'm not mm. perfect. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, know. I can't believe that. What? <laughs> I don't believe that. That's cat. <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, it's just really important to to think of what we're ingesting that it it does affect our body. Yeah, it affects everything. Yeah, yeah. How do you think that we improve our relationships with food? Because I know a lot of people, I guess, like in the context of like the, not to badmouth the health and fitness industry, but they've made food look like just calories in, calories out, carbs, mm. fats, proteins, that's all it is. And might have developed, I know for myself, because I was really, really big in that back in the days, mm. um, that's all I would kind of look at it as and probably still to this day kind of view it as. So how do you kind of improve that relationship with food to be able to understand that it's not just calories, it's not just carbs, fats and proteins, that there's so much more with it? Well, I'm I'm kind of a, a carb girl and I love my veggies. <laughs> but um, for me, I guess it's just been really self-aware Mm. Um, if you're eating bad things, it, it's taken a, it's just taken a step back, I really think. So if you're buying, getting food from Uber all the time, just delete your app. Mm. Costs a fortune. Mm. If you're putting on heaps of weight and you're not feeling that great, just have a bit of, um, I know it's easier said than done, but just trying to rein yourself back in. Mm. Um to improve your relationship with food, um, resisting temptation where you can, just not buying stuff. So if you go to the supermarket, I just ignore, I, I try to, like I said, I'm not perfect. Yeah. I love my chocolate. <coughs> and yeah. who doesn't like a nice glass of wine? Yeah. yeah. But um, if you just ignore all of this bad stuff that's around, bad. Yeah. But if you're if you're good during the week and you have a bit of a blowout over the weekend, well, who really cares? Mm. And we've also got to accept too that during COVID, that there's been a massive change in people's weights. Mm. So it's not putting pressure on yourself too and thinking, oh, you know, I've put so much weight on because we're not moving as much as we were before because a lot of people have been working from home. So um, it's been quite a sedentary. Mm. So. Uh, I've always got this thing that I say to people about not beating yourself with a stick all the time mm, for all the mm. bad things, bad things that you think that you do. So I think it's also changing the mindset from, oh, I'm doing all this bad negative stuff to, well, you know what? It's okay. We're going through a pandemic. Life isn't perfect. If I have good food habits, you know, for the majority of the time and then they slip up every now and again, well, so be it because yeah. you're human. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like that little like self love and self acceptance. Mm. Like at the end of the day, it's like it is what it is. And yeah. I think that like you, when you really talk about bad food in quotations, yeah. it's really really important because like nothing's good or bad. We don't really mm. label things. It just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, and when we can accept that, it, I think it really does help with the relationship, the way you approach things, and so much more. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like the the the, the itching question that a lot of people are asking is uh, by a lot of people, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> what actually is emotional eating and how do we know that we're doing it? 
Because I think that people might not realize it. I think people have a perception of what emotional eating is, is just sitting in your bed and crying and eating ice cream. But it's not just that, right? That's yummy. That's I'll delicious. Do, I do that well. three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just hits the spot so oh, well. But I'm <laughs> telling you, if, you, if you've got like a comfy bed, a nice TV there, mm. candles, candles, got it's like air, con- air conditioning, and you got like connoisseur ice cream. Well, it's on oh, special. Woolies. It's on oh. specials at Woolies. You got Macadamia. like the, oh yes. yes, and you got like the Cobb's popcorn. Whoa! After just receiving that text message from your partner, you're like, nah, not today, not today. And your, part, your partner's like, oh yeah, nah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> hit different, hit different. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, how do we know that we are emotionally eating? And what is it? What it actually is it? Okay, so my take on emotional eating is that it's eating for comfort. Mm. And then I think it's a problem if you, again, it's back to self-realisation about what's going on. Sometimes that's taking a step back. We can get so into doing something, we don't realise that we're doing it. Mm. I think if you feel guilty after you're eating, you know, guilty the next day, oh, you know, yesterday I had all of that ice cream and all of that wine and mm. whatever else is going on, then it's a problem. Yeah. Um, and if you're always reaching out to food for some form of comfort, so whenever you've had a stressful situation, say at work or your partner, whatever that's going on, and you are going into your freezer and getting your connoisseur um, <laughs> ice cream, I mean, it's good stuff. But mm. if you're doing that all the time, then it's not, not that great. So I feel like to a degree... Everybody does that, right? Mm-hmm. Because even for me personally, some like we associate food with comfort. I think mm-hmm. that we've been growing up to to have that because it's like I, I, look, I might be wrong, right? But I mm-hmm. think that's my perception of it. So it's like if I'm having a tough day and you know, I'm like, you know what? D- today was just a bit much. I don't feel like exercising. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like it. What am I going to do? I'm definitely going to sit and chill and eat. That's what I'm going to mm. try to do. So I feel it's very interesting that people do that. So um, not to steal your question, but why do people, why do people emotionally eat? Why, people, why do people do that? I think for a lot of people, it can just become a habit, an unconscious thing that they've started doing or their family, you know, it's a, it's a thing mm. in the family or your friends are doing it mm. and it's a habit. It's like any bad habit. And the thing is, with any bad habit, that we can change them. They say it takes 21 days to to do it. And it's hard at the beginning, but the more that you change it, the easier that it becomes. Yeah. So it can be really unconscious. And, you know, also with food, if you're making yourself unwell, whatever is going on, then obviously that there's emotional things which are going on there. But you're right. <laughs> food, food for most people is... um. It's a big thing, isn't it, from, mm, from when yeah. we were kids. You know, you sit, sit on the table or you get taken out for meals and you have your friends around. You know, You're rewarded with food. Yeah. yeah. And it's, not, it's nice stuff. Tastes yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Depends who cooks it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think just Femi got really defensive about the comfort food. It's like, what? Like, you, you struck a chord for him because I think when you broke your leg, I, you know what, I'll let you tell that story, but when you broke your leg and... That's crazy. What happened? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come to food. Don't we all do it? Like, mm, baby, it's a little bit different. That's, That's you, baby. That's for us. Let's say us. The we. Who's we? 
<laughs> it's just you, Femi. Um, no, nah, a little story time, real quick. Oh, sorry, I can't touch it. <laughs> no, 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 so basically, I broke my leg, right, playing soccer from some great guy. Um, hope he's doing well with his life, but anyway, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, no, so he broke my leg, and that was a big... Uh, that was big for us because, well, big for me, because at that time we were going through a really tough time uh, business-wise, financially. Um, I was actually, I, I was um, I was doing a bit of a prep in terms of like changing my physique in terms of like, you know, really getting good on, at, at the gym and exercise, nutrition. I was on a really good routine and good trajectory. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I broke my leg. Um, I couldn't work. I couldn't like the the business wasn't doing well, so I needed to go back to the hospital to work at the hospital. I couldn't really do that because I can't walk. Um, I'm a nurse, so I was basically stuck at home, eating and crying and not sleeping. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Everybody always owes Nick. Someone owes me for once. Oh, yeah, poor Femi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but it was a very tough, tough time, and that's why. Like, I can resonate with the with the whole comfort eating because I think that it was a very, very difficult time and being able to just sit in bed, chill. Um, I couldn't do much else. I couldn't walk. I was bed bound for a couple of weeks. Um, well, not really bed bound, but like it was just hurt a lot to walk and I wasn't going anywhere. So <laughs> I just self self bed bound myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to show this in different terms of I was bed bound and relaxed. Like, relax, bro. You just to- didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't do anything for two weeks. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, bet. Nick's really out here exposing me. Anyway, so, no, but like, I, it was a really tough time. I gained so much weight. It was crazy. Like, I went from, if you ask Nick, that, that two weeks, I went from, like, probably one of the best shape of, of my life to... <laughs> Boom, like seven kilos. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, that's it's crazy. Yo, uh, was it was crazy. The, was that from the ice cream? Yeah, connoisseur asking. <laughs> was, they had a lot of sales on that. Yeah, they had a lot of sales. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, talking no. to you. What is this talking yeah. to you? But it was a very God. difficult time. And I resonate with that thing. I think that people are going through that. Like, it, 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 it really makes sense that you're going through it. But it's just like, you, we need to learn how to combat it and have a better relationship with food and not, not like associate um, safety with food because mm. I feel like that was you know getting a little bit real and deep I think that during that time period I that was one of the moments where I felt safe like I felt like everything else in my life was really going downhill but you know I mean no one could really take away from the fact that I'm you know here watching prison break for the 16th mm. time this month um and eating whatever I want to eat no one could say that. No one could take that away from me. Where everything else in my life at the time felt like it was being taken away from me. My relationships, my my career, my my business, my like physicality, my body, like everything that I put a lot of pride and 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 uh, joy associated with uh, was going. And I didn't really have anywhere else to go. But it was more just that period of really being really really low, which was hard because it wasn't just because I broke my leg, it was just the context of the timing yeah. that made yeah. it so tough. It's hard, life yeah. can be so relentless like yeah. that. Yeah, it can be. You get whammy, 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 boom. all that you, boom, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit. Yeah. And, and food is a good distraction. Exactly. exactly, exactly. But even like what we were talking about earlier about how like, well, situation's not permanent because <clears throat> as much as there's bad things that happen, a good thing happened that year during that time when we got selected to go into the amazing race. And I must say your comeback 
from that two week when we knew that what got on the mace was actually incredible. Say that. So, so what you saw with this guy on TV with the camel running, understand that was a couple weeks after he just broke his leg. Yo, it was <laughs> mental. Like, so, I, like, yeah. The situation's never like, permanent, you, you know? be like in plaster. Literally, so this is the story. I, I, sh- <laughs> I hope the producers aren't seeing this shit. Yeah. But I, I left to go on the maze race on the Monday. I took my boot off on the Friday night. <laughs> like I was going to the physio. I was going to the physio like four times a week, going to the doctor, trying to get clearance for three weeks. And they're like, no chance, no chance, no chance, no chance, no chance. Yeah. Can you get your boot off? Um, and then the Friday night, I was like, please, like I got to get this boot off. And the girl was like, bro, I'm gonna tell you this to your face. The answer is no, but I can't stop you from doing anything. So literally we took the boot off and I was like, I ran on the Friday. I was doing like park runs with the Friday with her. And she's like, you are nowhere near ready to do this. But anyway, I did it anyway. And here we are. And, <laughs> that, are. and that was that was a crazy experience. The first day that we ran on the amazing race, I thought my leg was going to fall off. Like that was so, oh, so tough. Yeah. But... I mean, it. It was you've, got the, you've got the most iconic thing on it with you running on the camel. They didn't even, the even know. They didn't even know. They didn't even know. They didn't even know. The comeback's always better than the come up, hey. baby. Trust me. Trust me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. right, right, let's keep it moving on anyway. So the last thing I want to talk about, which is something that's been super, super important to me recently this year, but let's talk about it. Sleep. Because obviously everybody knows that, you know, sleep is something that we should be doing. There's a certain amount of hours we should be doing, blah, blah, blah. We hear that all the time. But can you tell us, like, why is it actually so important? Like, why do we, why should we be sleeping so much? Why should we make this a priority in our life? Give us a bit of a rundown on it. Okay, so you're talking to the expert on sleep. Yeah. I love sleep, personally. I could do it all day. <laughs> but I can't because I've got other stuff that needs yeah. to happen. Um. But it's really important because poor sleep, if you don't sleep well, it can really affect your cognitive um, ability the following day. Mm. So much so that even driving your car can be really dangerous. It's like drink driving, effectively. Mm. That's facts. Yeah. That's pretty pretty big. Um, Also, you know, you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I had such an awful sleep. My life is so terrible. Like that every day, day in, day out. Well, that's just going to hurt, isn't it? Mm. Um, it can affect your relationships, working ability. Your boss might get cranky. Your partner's going to get cranky because you haven't got the energy to do anything. So it's so important. Also, um, going back to anxiety, people thinking that they're really anxious. Okay, how are you sleeping? Mm. Not really sleeping. I'm overthinking or I'm waking up during the night. So the two are interchangeable, you know, yeah. if you're not, if you're not sleeping well and then you've got anxiety. Yeah. Oh, but I've just got anxiety, but you don't sleep properly. Yeah. Yeah. So we really need, again, it's that whole holistic thing mm. yeah. to bring everything in together. So sleep is so, so important. And, yeah. and if you, if you haven't got it, it feels like the rest of your life is derailing. Mm. A bit. Yeah. Why don't people, sorry? So I just want to ask a question before you ask that question. 
Um, so I might steal that question, but I want to break it down into two parts because I think you said something really interesting and I get this a lot, especially with people that are anxious, that they're overthinking and because their minds are so active, uh-huh. they find it difficult to get into a relaxed state. So can you answer in specifically, like how do people that are anxious and uh, that tend to think a lot during the time where they're meant to be sleeping actually sleep better? Because I would imagine that if you're overthinking and you can't get into a relaxed state, therefore you can't sleep. Yeah. And then the second part of that is that in a, in a general sense, how do people actually improve their sleep? So there's two contexts. If that okay. Um, so I talk a lot about meditation. I'm really big on that for just giving your mind a bit of a break. When I don't tell people to learn it themselves with some really good apps there like Headspace, Smile and Mind or Calm yep. to just give yourself a little bit of a break before you get off to sleep. And then also if you wake up during the night and you, you know, you're thinking about everything again, you can then just turn your app back on and meditate and go back off to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, second part of your question, sorry, I'm, I missed you. That's there. okay, just in a general sense, for people that aren't really um, overthinking or anxious, they just want to be able to improve their sleep, like how do people do that? Uh, so how would you improve your sleep? I think that you need to be thinking about how your bedroom is or wherever that you're resting. Mm. Um, is it all got clutter all over the place? Are the animals coming in? Is it cold enough? Um, does it look nice? Are your pillows good? That is so fast. Have you got a weight a weighted blanket, which would help actually that's really good for anxiety too, is yeah. a weighted blanket if you're finding it it's a struggle to sleep. Mm. Um it's having one of those. Good smells. Mm. Yeah. I'm telling you, ever since I so I just redid my room and it is crazy the impacts that it's had on my sleep. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like, ah, isn't that interesting? It's so interesting because I'm the type of person that I had a floor drope, like total floor drope. <laughs> But ever since I like, cause I usually I would just clear my room and clear the floor, Joe, blah, blah, blah. But like this time I completely re- rearranged it. Got a new mirror, candles everywhere, like soft pillows, multiple pillows. Yo guys, just a side note. You know how guys always go to girls' houses and you see like a, a, a woman's room and it's got like hella pillows and stuff like that. Trust me, it's lit. Like yeah. <laughs> it's actually a game changer. If when you walk in and you see those pillows and you got hella options and they're all soft. <laughs> yeah, you got hella and options. It, and it, I don't feel like this pillow. Yeah, you don't feel like that one and you feel like a different one. Trust me, it's crazy. I didn't believe it, but I just got like I think I got like five pillows right now. Crazy. Such a game changer. But anyway, the room thing, I did not believe it, but like because mm. you want you naturally want to be in that space. That space is oh, yeah. relaxing to you. That space is kind of like again, safe for you to kind of relax as soon as possible. So I think that beforehand I wasn't sleeping well, but now as soon as I'm in bed, I'm comfy. Like I'm comfy. And like, it wasn't that much of a change. It was just literally just, just, yeah, just environment. New, like just got new like pillows and, 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 and what's that called? The shades. I got the, I did get a new quilt, but that was just like normal. But I got the new, like a throw. Have you guys, do you know like a bed throw? You know those, Yo, <laughs> get a throw. If you don't have a throw, get a throw. You know those things that are like on the edge of the bed, like that soft little, it's like a little blanket. blanket like? yeah. yeah, like a blanket thing okay. on the side. Nah. Bro, so <laughs> f- comfy. Like when you're laying on your bed, yeah. you go, you're like, you just got your feet on it and you just feel how comfortable it is. Nah, I haven't, man. Mazza. Softness. So soft. I'm after sausage. Hey, yo, I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> I'm interior designer now. I got you. photo. Show me on a photo of your room. Can you move on, bro? It's your question. Huh? Oh, just, <laughs> just one other thing, just really quickly too. Um, 
people not sleeping properly. It's looking at, okay, well, am I using my mobile phone? Mm. Yeah. Or go off to yeah, sleep? Yeah, exactly. What apps am I messing around with or am yeah. I watching a scary right, movie? Mm. That's right, I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just been being quite conscious of the unconscious things that we mm. just automatically do. Now, if you're sitting there on your mobile phone without a blue light on, yeah. there's all these things that we just don't realise with our phones that are causing chemical reactions in us. Mm. And if you look at your phone first thing in the morning, so there, there's a lot of phone addiction and yeah. problems. That's perfect. I think that's that's so true. And I think that it's so, sometimes it's very difficult because it's so habitual. Mm. It's like, what do we do to relax is you go on your phone and scroll but that's actually what's stopping you from relaxing exactly and not even you don't even realize it like the thought of not having your phone for two hours before you go to bed is asinine to most people like people would be like come on bro relax you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, no yeah. way two hours so tell me if i go to bed at 10 30 i gotta be off my phone from 8 30 yes yes <laughs> correct <laughs> but it's it's really difficult something that i haven't mastered for sure um but I think it's going to be really, really important, really, really important mm -hmm. for, for making that shift in, in better sleep. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on aura rings? Do you have an aura ring? Do you know what an aura ring is? Have you heard of an aura ring? Yeah, I have. There was a really um, interesting exhibition. I can't remember where it was. In, mm. It might have been carriage works. Yeah, the yeah, lady yeah. was taking photographs of people. You talking about the aura around you? No, no, no. <laughs> these these rings, the the sleep oh, rings. Actually, yeah. we should have seen it. We should blurt out should, their name until they until, until, until they, they want to sponsor us. us. I know. Why, the, am I, why am I promoting you guys? The you know, beep ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I like sleep for me has been massive for me this this year. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get this ring mm -hmm. and I'm gonna like prioritize my sleep and. What it does is that it just measures your different stages of sleep. So like whether I'm like in deep sleep and REM sleep or light sleep or those different stages. Yeah. Um, and it just analyzes your sleeping behaviors um, every single night. And for me, it's just super interesting because it's like, you gotta, obviously in order for this to be effective, you need to try different things like you know, technology, setting a consistent bedtime, a consistent wake up time. What you do with like, I've got like an aroma therapy. So I've got like a diffuser going with lavender scent. And just seeing how it improves your sleep is really, really interesting. And then also when you don't do it, you realize the impacts it has. So this is just something that just measures it. So we know, well, am I actually having a good sleep? Because I used to think that if I just sleep eight hours, like shit. That's it, job sleep. done. Yeah, job done. <laughs> but there's so much more to it. Like so yeah. much happens whilst you're asleep and this thing just measures it. That's all it is. That's yeah, good. I used to have a, <clears throat> one of those watches too that used to do The that. whip watch? Uh, fit, fit, oh, Fitbit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good for measuring. Wake yeah. up in the morning and have a look. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I would definitely talk up this ring a lot more, but I just got to wait for that contract to come. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. uh, cut the check. <laughs> Once we cut the check, <sighs> all four of our listeners are going to hear about it. <laughs> no, we're playing. Uh, that has been, a, an, um, it's been an amazing chat. I think it's been super informative for a lot of people about there's so much more to mental health than Usa. There's so much, you know what I mean? Like there's so much to it, you know what I mean? The word with a lot of, exactly, exactly. So it's like being able to understand that the things that we take for granted are actually really important. And it's something that I've been starting to learn in a lot of areas of life, sport, everything, you know, business. It's the basics are the basics for a reason. The, the, the fundamentals are the fundamentals for a reason. Do them well and everything else falls after that. Um, so eat well, sleep well, exercise. The basic stuff that you know, it's not that, it's not like, this isn't meant to be like mind blowing stuff. It's meant to be a reminder that like, do the fundamentals. 
when you go and you learn a new sport, what do they teach you for ages? It's the fundamentals are the most important thing and everything builds off that. So I'm really glad that we're able to reiterate that point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that. So Beck, for people that really were intrigued by what you were talking about today, where can they find you if they want to know more about you? Okay, so www.counsellingandwellbeing.com.au is my website. So if you want to have a look, I've got heaps of blogs and um, social media and bits and pieces, helpful stuff on there. That's yeah. an excellent domain. You got www.counsellingandwellbeing. That's an excellent. Hey, that's, that's, like a very, that's a very competitive domain. No, yeah. that's a very good domain. Hey you got to talk SEOs. <laughs> I know someone. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, and you guys already know where to find us at Nick and Femi. Oh, we've been talking about our website for so long and you'll be glad to know that it's finally live. Oh, so the Nick and Femi website wasn't live. <laughs> Shit is. Okay, a lot's happened since season one. Holy crap. Yeah, it, it wasn't live, but now it's live. So uh, nickandfemi.com. Also, with our with our mental health program at rechargewellness.com.au. Yeah, and the recharge program is actually really excellent. So as much as we, we, we joke around about it, it's something that's been changing a lot of lives. We've been running it for a while now, and we spoke about the launch a while ago, and it's got a really, really good reception, seeing great results. And if you're for, if you've got any situation that you've been going through, I think we can just jump in and talk and see if it makes sense for you. If you're going through stress, anxiety, um, anything like that, give us a, you know, Jump on rechargewellness.com.au, click get started and see if this yeah. makes sense. Sure. All right, guys. Peace and love. Peace and love.